are listening to The Wilder Podcast. Episode 14 with Lou Urich. Hey guys, welcome to 2017 and The Wilder Podcast. So I kind of took a break. Um, obviously I took a break. I honestly just couldn't really make the podcast my priority 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 after my miscarriage and then the holidays and everything in between there were so many transitions going on um like Colin and I are in the process of purchasing our home and we've just been kind of plagued with a bunch of I wouldn't say plagued I suppose because that implies that it's all been really terrible but it hasn't it's all been really enlightening and really complicated but also there's been a lot of growth happening, so we're really anticipating 2017 to be the best year yet, um, whether you agree or not due to, you know, the current presidential shit going down. Um, I feel like when it comes to that, when we're thinking 2017 is more of an oh shit year, I don't agree. I genuinely believe that since the majority is existing from a space of let's make changes, let's take action, and we discussed this in the podcast, then I I think that we'll really get somewhere this year rather than just acting out of fear and being scared and just thinking that the new president is going to take over the world and kill us all. Um, <laughs> even though I know that sometimes that's exactly how it feels, um, regardless of your politics, as I mentioned. Um Today's episode is incredible. I am so honored to be able to have this deep and really revealing conversation with Lou. She is an incredible coach, um, helping women with body image and food and really just finding their balance when it comes to those two things. And we actually did this podcast face-to-face on Skype instead of just the audio Skype. So it was the first time I'd ever done that. And it really did feel like we were just hanging out and I would get kind of lost in what we were talking about. And I wouldn't be looking at my questions. Um, not that I always have questions prepared. I usually do not, but sometimes I have like bullet points of stuff that I want to make sure I ask. And I wasn't really like that this time. So it was really cool to just be able to flow with her and we had a bunch of good stuff to say. There is one part that we discuss, um, a fellow blogger and Instagrammer and we, it's, you may like at first be like, oh my God, why are you p- women putting down women? That's not what we were doing. We were, we were just drawing attention to the concept of like before and after pictures determining whether someone is healthy or not, because that's not true. And, um, so when you get there and you're like kind of red flagging, just hold off for the next 30 seconds because we kind of go into why we brought this specific Instagrammer into the story and why we were kind of debunking her whole method of before and after photos displaying quote unquote results, like healthful results. Um, anyway, um, we had a really great time doing this. I am so Like I said, I'm just so grateful and so honored to have her on the podcast. We have a lot of body image and um, food stuff coming up this year on the podcast just because I, I genuinely feel like most of the listeners that are here are here for that because that's where the blog started and that's kind of where I got everybody 
hooked onto the blog and the message and everything like that. And you may see me posting, you know, helpful recipes and things about, you know, wellness and quote unquote clean foods, but I genuinely just eat to nourish my body and I believe that there can be a balance. I'm not saying that there are good and bad foods. Um, I'm not saying that quote unquote clean food is quote unquote better and good. And then, you know, Cheetos and French fries are quote unquote bad. I'm not saying that. I just, I choose to nourish my body because I know what specific foods do in my body. So yeah, I think it's all about getting to the space where you can listen to your body and make those calls and you don't feel like you're suppressing a specific side of you or, you know, giving in to anything or any of that. The mindset is just completely not there. And um, it's the same with exercise. If you see that I'm working out a lot or I'm training to do um, a booty yoga teacher training and you're like, oh, she's just working out all the time. What's going on? It's because I know my body and I listen to my body and I rest my body and I play with my body and it's so much fun. So if you want to learn more about getting to that space, I have brought in a ton of women that can help you with that and you'll learn more during the season of the podcast. So without further ado, I want you to dive into this episode and enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Youth Plant-Based Protein Powder. This killer award-winning vegan protein powder is going to blow your mind. And not only that, but you can try it for free. Yes, I said free. All you have to do is go to wildernessa.com. That's W-L-D-R-N-E-S-S-A. Or you can just obviously click the note in the show notes and click the banner, try it for free, and then let me know how you like it. I am a body image mentor, an eating psychology coach, and a life coach. So I work with women. My bread and butter, what I love to do, it lights me up, is working with women one-on-one for extended periods of time and really helping them find out who they are, what they want, and then from their own self, from within them, guiding them to be empowered to go get it. So a lot of times the food and body issues, there are, of course, some behavioral changes we can make, but a lot of times the food and body issues start to dissipate as these women get into their lives and really find out who they are and what they want and what makes them come alive and how they can do their work in the world, change the world in whatever way that looks like for them and start bringing more joy and excitement and truth into their life, their space, their world. So I call myself a fangirl of women, of my clients. I just, I really, really love encouraging them and helping them to get from point A to B, C, D, wherever, wherever they wanna go. So a lot of my clients are changing jobs, changing relationships, moving, starting businesses. All the while, most of them come to me because they have food and body struggles and we're able to work through that, but only as a component of first discovering who they are. So I like to, I tell my clients and I'm really open up front that it's about self-awareness first. And with the self-awareness comes the ability to have self-love, body love, and food freedom. So my little tagline is be who you are, eat what you want in a body you love. And the be who you are is first on purpose because I don't know that anyone could long-term truly have freedom with food in their body if they don't first have freedom with themselves as a human, as a person, as a woman. So that's what I do on the professional side. You and I were talking earlier. I'm also 
happily married for going on 12 years and I have three kids and I am a lover of nature and reading books. I'm a total nerd. I'm a tattoo collector. So I love tattoos and art, all the arts, dancing and media art and everything, music really light me up and make me come alive. And I like collecting old things like old typewriters or old globes or antique books. They, for whatever reason, mean something to me. I'd rather have <laughs> like an old antique book mm -hmm. than a new sweater. Yeah. Okay. You know? So that's, that's a little bit about me. I love it. Okay. So I, I think that that, what you were touching on about, um, having like healing and addressing what's going on in your life rather than just on your plate and with your body and how that comes along. It definitely does. But dealing with your actual issues, I think that's something, especially being someone that's gone through that process several times, um, being with a coach is so helpful because it's whenever you work with a coach and then maybe later, I mean, long-term, like you said, is the best, but it helps because whenever you are facing something later in your life, like how I was mentioning earlier about my miscarriage and then body stuff coming up, you can look at it and be like, this is actually because <laughs> I am right. dealing with this trauma or I am dealing with this relationship issue or anything. Um, but seeing it for what it is and being able to use your tools that a coach like you would be able to give someone. Yeah. Know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I tell my clients. A lot of times they'll feel like bad or guilty or a little embarrassed to share with me like, oh, I really I had a binge episode again, even though I haven't been binging for three months working together. Mm -hmm. or, uh, I don't like the way I look in the mirror lately or um, I'm really feeling depressed and sad and they'll almost feel ashamed to tell me and I'm like no no this is great now you get to use all the tools that mm -hmm. we've shared all the things we've talked about all the things we've worked through not it's not that we never go through that like you and me as coaches and mm -hmm. other friends that we have in this industry it's not like none of us ever have bad yeah. days bad body image days you know some food struggles here and there or, you know, just life stuff comes up. It's that we have a toolbox, we have access to concepts and thoughts and guidance that we need to move through it to first yeah. of all, acknowledge it, mm -hmm. be aware of it, and then move through it. And so it's kind of great when those things come up for my clients, because exa you're exactly right. Now working together, I can remind them like, oh, hey, see, remember all that work we did? Remember those questions I asked you? Remember when I was in your corner? Now you get to do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. so with your clients right now, um, have you been, because we kind of emailed about this, have you been dealing with any um, possible like pressure from them, like feeling, not pressure from them, but feeling the new year restart kind of like um, I need to diet, but I'm not saying that they would have that mentality, but maybe just the awareness, because I know you are like such a positive shift on social media, seeing on social media, the, the cleanses and the reboots and the yeah. detoxes I mean personally I am it's confusing but everybody you've probably already seen me post about my reboot that I'm leading here in Nashville but it is really to get in with women in person to cut the diet mentality to eat real food to know that there's no wagon to just you know curiously approach real food do you know what I'm saying to right. nourish your body to not crash diet to just right. eat healthy fat not just eat but you know what I mean if you eat M&Ms one day like who cares maybe just eat what your body wants the next day just to listen to your body um 
So I'm just clarifying for everybody. And I tried to make it really clear what it actually is. And I'm not insecure as to what it is. You know, I know what it is, but I just don't want anybody to be triggered by me possibly looking like I'm leading some type of diet or detox or some quote. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the body naturally detoxifies itself. That's how I feel. Um, Yay for kidneys and liver. Yay (laughs) for organs, essential things. Um, Sometimes, yeah, people, I'm grateful for my health. What is this? Sorry. My phone just buzzed everyone. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, have you been aware of all of that? Cause I know that I have all of the, the diet mentality and like the workout rituals surrounding the new year. And how do you feel about, um, I guess those decisions coming from either a place of fear as in like, Oh no, my body or a place of love as in like, I'm going to curiously change my lifestyle. Cause you mentioned revolution versus resolution. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, it's interesting. So with my clients, most of them are not at that place because we've okay. been working together. They realize like, diets don't work 95 to 90% of the 98% of them fail and women regain the weight plus more that that they've done that that working out from a place of punishment or body manipulation doesn't work that it just creates physiological stress like these are things that my clients and I work through we talk about and I provide them with like I am also a total geek (laughs) science geek so I will provide them with like here's some science you'll probably never read because it's this study but whatever yeah um but so they trust some of my own research about it, but some of them are really into researching for themselves too, the physiological effects of diet and exercise stress and things like that. And so while of course I'm always, always advocating for intuitive eating, intuitive movement, going where you feel good, doing what makes you feel good, eating what makes you feel and function your best. So that's kind of my thing that I tell all of my clients and and women who are in my spheres of influence, which is just do what makes you feel and function best. Mm -hmm. Because that can be eating whole foods, or it could be eating the M&Ms, like you said, it could be having a really pleasurable meal with foods that you don't typically eat. And then then another time, you know, having green juice, like it, it doesn't, it can, it can flow And the same with, with movement and working out. Sometimes somebody wants to do like a 20 minute circuit training. Sometimes someone feels best and would feel and function well if they rested and sat on the couch Mm -hmm. and, and other times people would feel good with slow movement, like walking or yoga. So again, it's about feeling and functioning our best. And my clients know that, but in the greater like community, (laughs) both, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook. So I actually founded a online group called Untamed with Libby Crow Yay. and yeah, and Carly Morgan Gross and Amanda Duran. And they have since each moved on because they are evolving in their own work and the stuff that they're doing. I know you've talked to two of them already, right? Mm-hmm. About their own their own work and what they're doing. And so but I'm still there running this amazing group that we founded as a sisterhood. And there are 600 some women there and so there's been a little talk that's come up within that that area that I've had to um diffuse I would say or even just on my regular personal Facebook page like I'm seeing people talk about how much weight they want to lose and their goals and uh, around their body changing and manipulating yeah. and that makes me sad that mm. part of it makes me sad because I think so often we as women feel like we owe our bodies to yeah everyone else mm-hmm. And 
we don't, you know, we don't have to, there's no debt to pay with our bodies. We don't owe anyone a certain figure or physique or look, or even a certain level of health, to be honest, sometimes health can be used so much as propaganda to get people to diet by the diet industry or by Mm -hmm. the fitness industry, where we're scaring people with this health stuff. And health is much more nuanced than like weight or um, a specific workout plan or specific diet. And so, so it does make me a little sad. Even this morning, I told you I was up so early and I may or may not have been perusing on your phone. The internet. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, when I was up and I'm like seeing stuff that people are writing, people I know, people who engage with me in some contexts. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really, but this is really how you feel. You know, and yeah. I, I have to pull myself back as a coach and, and just look at myself as a human and, and go like, you know, I, I, there's things I buy into that aren't true, that maybe aren't helpful for me and for furthering my evolution as a person. And so if that's where this person is, when it comes to dieting and, and fitness, you can never force anybody to feel or believe a certain way. I always tell people, if you can convince someone into something, they can be convinced out. It has to come from their gut, their intuition, their insights to really their spirit, you know, to really yeah. be able to hold fast to it. So for me, I don't need, I don't feel like I need to convince anyone, but I will say there's that twinge of like, Oh man, like another one, like that diet and fitness industry got another like amazing, wonderful, powerful woman who will now be oppressed until, mm-hmm. and if she ever gets to the weight where now she finally feels like she can go out into the world and rule it, you know, yeah. and that's what makes me, that's what makes me sad with this time of year, especially mm-hmm. because it's not about making people's lives better for the mo- for the most part. It's not about educating. It's not about anything other than the diet and fitness industries mm-hmm. banking off of people's insecurities and off of what was a joyful celebratory time most people are coming out of with the holidays to now use this as a means of making making some money at the beginning of their fiscal year. Yeah. So what so what do you think could be if someone is just like okay word like they're listening to this and they're like okay that is exactly what I just did last week because this will probably come out next week so that's probably exactly how I was feeling last week but I am feeling stuck in my life do you have any self-care rituals that you could recommend for listeners to maybe just channel if they feel like they need to not need to change but if they feel like they're curious and wanting to make changes for themselves out of love do you have any like self-care rituals that you would recommend them to focus on rather than you know exercising five times a week or you know and I'm saying exercising everyone I'm not saying moving your body or like just you know trying new things but like like grinding away at your abs you know what I mean yeah um or doing that or just like, you know, detoxing or buying this new book or whatever. Do you have any um, tips that you think would be beneficial to shift that mindset? Yeah, you know, again, that's hard because like I said, I think people have to ultimately be ready for it. But yeah. I mean, the benefit of when this podcast is coming out is about two weeks in. It's when most people are like, what in the world am I doing? I'm yeah. tired. I'm hungry. I'm exhausted. I know with my first ever diet, which did eventually evolve into an eating disorder, mm-hmm. I threw a mug across the kitchen around the two week point because I was starving and angry. And yet I carried on. Uh, don't do that, guys. It didn't work out great for me, everyone who's listening. But Um, Yeah, so this is great. So this will be coming out when people are maybe starting to get frustrated, maybe starting to wonder, 
if they made the right choice, hopefully not becoming too hard on themselves, though. Mm -hmm. I think that that's wishful thinking. So I, I do, I, I, my first recommendation would be take a look at what you're doing and is it allowing you to be more in the world, to be more productive, to be more helpful, to be more loving, to be more compassionate, to contribute more to society, to the conversations going on about women, feminism, politics, social justice, all those things mm -hmm. is and whatever, whatever lights you up, is this allowing you to be more in your passions or is this taking you away and making you less, less present with your family, less present with your friends, less present with yourself and in your body, less present in the world or in your workplace or wherever you have influence and, and have a place in this world. Are you taking, are you not only intending to take up less physical space, but is this choice, are these choices that you're making causing you to show up less at, you know, in general. Yeah. And if that's the case, we're probably on the wrong path. And so, um, uh, one really simple self-care tool that I have my clients go through is, is a reflection of like, what do I want more of in, in my life? And five things, six things, like, what do I want more of in my life? And having them go after those things, instead of going after being thin or being, you know, strong, not skinny or whatever the new, you know, vernacular is having them go after that thinking that once they have that, then they'll get these things that they've always wanted, whether it's travel, a relationship, a new job, you know, a better romantic connection with their partner, whatever it is. A lot of people think they have to do this diet, new year, new me thing in order to get those things. And really all they have to do is like, we'll go get, go get those things. Like yeah. you don't have to be in a certain body, a certain size, or have a certain level of clean diet in order to live the life you want to live. But if you're going to stay stuck and not do anything, then the only thing you maybe are doing, or that's only being modeled to you is diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. That's not going to get you any closer to your ultimate true goals. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, we, I always tell people like you have time, like you have time to work all this out. It'll be okay. Like ease up, relax. And if you don't have time, you most certainly aren't going to want to waste it. Like pounding away on the elliptical machine, hating yourself. You yeah. know, you're going to want to be living your life, having amazing sex, laughing with your girlfriends, like eating delicious food, seeing the world. And so a lot of times I'll just have my clients start with like, well, what do they want in their lives? What are they lacking? And then instead of focusing so much on their manipulating their bodies, why not go out into your life and get more yeah. instead of being, being less, go get more. And one of my clients who is actually a life coach, she mentioned to me, I don't know, it was probably almost a year ago, something she does with her own clients, which is have them write wish lists to the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Essentially being like, okay, so what's, you know, and I use this now with my own clients mm -hmm. now. Um, just, you know, what is the, your wish list for the universe in terms of your spouse? What is it in terms of your relationship with your parents or with your, um, you know, your job or mm -hmm. yourself, your body, whatever it is. And it's a really great way to reflect and then go after like, okay, well, this is what I'm really asking for. Now, how am I going to manifest it? Go get it and like be intentional about making it happen, mm -hmm. which has nothing to do most of these things with calories in, calories out, exercise and, and everything like that. Again, I think eating in a way that makes you feel and function your best and moving in a way that makes you feel and function your best as well as resting mm -hmm. and being in your life are so important, but they have nothing to do with like, the diet industry, fitness industry, new year, 
scams that are everywhere. Exactly. Like we said earlier, it's, it's already in here. You know, you don't need to keep seeking and seeking and seeking, but I do genuinely believe that I'm sure that there are people listening to this and they're like, okay, they're basically making this sound so easy to like be able to give up this mindset and be able to tune it out and be able to tap in. But if it's not coming easy to you, there are coaches available to you basically in any realm that you're looking for. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially if you're struggling with your body. Um, if you can't, if you feel like it's hard for you to unlock that, you can ask for help. It is, I heard you talking about this in the podcast you did with Maddie Moon, um, which I'll link in the show notes because it's so sick. I love it. Um, I just listened to it again this morning, you guys, even though I've already heard that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think I feel like I'm asking you questions that weren't on that podcast because I already know the answers, but I guess I could probably go back. Um, but what I was saying is that this is such an incredible investment in your overall well-being. You know what I mean? It's not a book that you're going to put on a shelf that is titled Clean Eats or whatever. Um, Bikini Body. Um, Guys, I know a specific book that came out this week about a bikini body. (laughs) Me too. I deleted that right out of I saw it come through some spam email. (sighs) Guys, guys. And quote, Bikini Body is not about, you know, looking a certain way. It's about feeling a certain way. And I'm like what then why is your book titled bikini body (laughs) like it's not about looking a certain way it's about feeling a certain way but also here is the 28 day meal plan to have you just feel this way we're only gonna feel the same on the same food and we're only gonna post pictures of apps (laughs) we're only gonna post before and afters of some apps okay um i actually so we're saying this and everybody knows we're talking about i actually heard on a podcast that i love podcast that I love it was a while ago talking about BBG and why it's you know connected so many women and when I heard that I was like word you're right okay a lot of women are getting into moving their bodies and they are feeling really great but are they feeling really great because they are making physical changes like so is that really making them feel good or are they just comparing themselves to other women and I like I believe in bringing women up I'm not trying to bring Kayla down um at all but I'm just I think it's just acknowledging what we're looking at do you know what I mean it's just it's just saying it for what it is yeah it's a mixed message because I try that's I'm the same way like I like to be a fangirl of all women and I've tried really hard to to find the silver lining in some of that and hey for me one of the silver linings is the workouts are really fun I know If if you don't do them like I must do this and I must get through all 12 weeks and I must like mm-hmm. then post before and after pictures all the time and like if I don't get smaller the the workouts didn't do their thing yeah. like no if you want to do a circuit I think they're really fun mm-hmm. um I would never I would never advise also adding an, an eating guide to that mm-hmm. or making it about getting smaller Um, but if that's the way you like to move your body, I think there are, so there's definitely some silver linings there for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I think overall the mixed messaging is what's really scary because that can be really triggering for people. So where do they draw the line? How do they know, you know, what's disordered and what's not like, where are they coming from? Like, like, you know, there's this huge huge community of women posting before and after pictures but is that all we are and yeah and why do we have to get smaller in order to feel pride and community together exactly. like it's 
getting that community is based on being smaller. Now, maybe it was never originally intended that way, but somebody somewhere along the line or a group of people has allowed it to become its own beast. Physical results. Yeah. You know, where that is, where that is what it is representing. And I think that that is so a shame because as women, we are so much more than our bodies. Mm -hmm. And the more that we, and I think we emailed about this a little bit, but like, the, the more that, that we begin to only look at ourselves for our physical results, for the abs, for, you know, what we're supposed to eat, what we're not supposed to eat, the good, the bad, the moralizing of food, and also the moralizing of our body shape, the less embodied we actually get. Like, the less, the, the, we're, we're just not in ourselves anymore. We don't know how to connect with our bodies. We're not really connected with our intuition or our feelings. Like, I don't know how many clients I have that are like, but I'm not really sure when I'm hungry. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's because you've been following any plan, a specific plan that says like, this is how much you eat and this is when you eat, or even following the back of packages, like serving size. Like yes. if you want more than eight pretzels, like eat 18. Do it. You don't just have to read the back, you know? And, but so we're, we're giving away our power to so many other people, uh, whether it's a nutrition celebrity, a fitness celebrity, uh, somebody on a workout or a plan that could be really cool if it wasn't so tied up in the way that that we look and in getting mm-hmm. you know criticizing ourselves but instead of being embodied but that's not really what's happening for in most cases yeah. and I think that that's what's a shame yeah so yeah. I think that what you everything you just said was the perfect example of the revolution versus the resolution um, when it comes to you know seeing what and i and i i hope everybody understands that we're not like saying anything terribly bad about kayla herself when we're talking about bbg or whatever we're not really talking about that we're talking about anything like that anything that you are just manipulating your body to you know fit in basically to be a part of this community um because you know you're Photos won't get reposted if they're not showing physical results. Do you know what I mean? Um, There are testimonies of that that are like, I never lost a pound, but I feel amazing. This is so fun. You know, I get that. Um, Also, yes, I have talked about high intensity interval training because I love it. I love it. It fills me with so much adrenaline and energy, and I don't do it that frequently. I used to do it a lot, and I... And I wasn't taking as many rest days as I wanted to. And I really feel like I fucked my shit up whenever I was doing that. So now I I do it for fun sometimes whenever maybe I am feeling a little like, eh, maybe like you, like I didn't have a lot of sleep. And, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes you do need to rest. I know that. But sometimes I'm like, I want some energy. I feel like this is going to help me and I'll do it. And I'm like in bed by eight, of course, but I am like have the best day ever. And so for me, it's just experimenting with things like that. And if it doesn't, if you... It's really easy also to injure yourself whenever you're moving that way, whenever you don't do things like that. And when you're jumping into high intensity training in general and just hopping, hopping, hopping. Whenever I first started, I like totally messed up my ankle and then I've messed up my foot before just by going too hard and not like being so out of touch with, you know, what that's supposed to feel like if you're new to that. Um, But anyway, yeah. um, Just seeing that for what it is and not to say that, you know, you can't follow these people, but maybe follow other people too. Like maybe follow people that will bring you up as well. Um, Try to find, we're not trying to bring anyone down here, um, but trying to find that balance. Like Lou, like she literally everything you post is just like feel good. 
everyone. You know what I mean? Like you're in a body, your body is perfect. Everything is great. And you guys know Amanda, Duran, same thing. Like you guys really, and I, I love that you know each other. I don't know. I like, it's so hilarious to me because I heard the podcast with Maddie and I was like, I love this girl. This is awesome. That was a long time ago. That was in the summer. Was it in the summer? Yeah. It was in the summer. And, um, then I'm a huge fan of Katie Dalebout's podcast. So Mm -hmm. I was listening to that. And then I was following her and I saw Amanda in a picture. And so I followed Amanda and then I had her on the podcast and then I loved her. And then it just all connected. They're all friends, by the way, all of them. And I think Libby's going to come on my podcast too. Yay. Carly. I'm going to see Carly, Libby and Amanda. My husband and I are going to Santa Monica in two weeks. So it'd be fun. I always like talk to my husband about this group of friends that I have that I've interviewed. (laughs) I'm like, I just want to be in Santa Monica with these friends, my friends. (laughs) And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Who are you talking about? And I'm like, Carly and Amanda. I don't actually know Libby. I've never talked to her, but I'm excited about having her on the podcast. She's amazing. And now you, and it's just like, you you guys are just the coolest group of peeps in the world. Um, Anyway, that was just a fangirl moment for me. Thank Um, you. You're welcome. (laughs) And even today, just being able to chat with you before we hopped on and just being like, because not that I have such good connections here in Nashville with people, I feel like, but I'm the one that's saying this stuff. You know, nobody's ever saying it back to me. No one's ever, you know, agreeing really. They're just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll check that out. Like, like, no, it's just here. It is you. It is what it is. You know, we're awesome. We're perfect. We're great. We're doing great, you know? And everyone's like, yeah, but we, some people need guidelines, you know, for food. Like some people just need the structure. You're like, that's your body. You were, and your intuition, you were made with internal guidelines. Do we not already have that? Exactly. I know. I know. So that's hard for me. I guess we could talk about that for a second. So let's say a listener, AKA also me, we're just, or you, whoever, like you said, with your Facebook friends online, just people that you know, that you already love and just being able to not snap at someone who's, you know, <laughs> cause I know it's easy. It's easy guys to be like, <laughs> to try to shut that shit down. Like, what did you just say? Are you going to start a diet? What? You know? And just like, just be mean about it and be defensive and just like try. I know it's really hard because you want to protect those people. You want to protect them from giving themselves away from giving away that honestly this tangible energy that you could be channeling somewhere else anywhere else to further where you want to actually be you know um how would you how do you think that we can explain and express ways to graciously handle I guess the fat talk and the diet and the fitness talk and encourage more of an intuitive approach to all of that. I know we talk about intuition a lot on this podcast, but it deserves reiterating you guys. I know it does. It is everything. (laughs) It is it all. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All day, every day, intuition and all the things. It's everywhere. Um, Right. Okay. This is a really good question. I think that it, it all depends, right? Like it, it is so varied because it depends who's talking and what environment you're in and who else is around. Like I very rarely will ever just be quiet if someone yeah. is fat shaming, body shaming, or talking, talking about um, weight or body size mm-hmm. or women in a way that is unloving, unkind, or uneducated. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, or them, or or if it's a man, like talking about themselves, even like very rarely will I let that go. I most certainly won't let that go if it's in front of my children. Oh. So I think it depends, you know, who's around and and the environment. So because for me, it's something that we're very clear with our kids about loving all bodies and that bodies come in all shapes and sizes and none is better than the other and. They, they're not, you know, being in a fat body, which isn't a bad term, it's just a descriptive term, being in a fat body doesn't necessarily mean you're unhealthy, being in a thin body doesn't mean you're healthy, there's so many other things going on behind the scenes, like your, the, you know, your emotions, your mental space, and just the in, internal functioning yeah. of your body, which is at play that we can't see just by looking at someone, and, and we talk to our, yeah, we talk to our kids about this all the time, and so, I definitely, whether it's family members, friends, or acquaintances, if someone's going to be talking about bodies, their body, someone else's body in front of our kids, and it's going to be something that I just absolutely cannot endorse, I will speak up right away. But if it's in a conversation, or I overhear it, or it's on social media, uh, sometimes I'll just let it go depending on depending on my relationship with that person, because most of the time, like we've already discussed, you can't convince anyone of anything. Mm -hmm. Life itself, they themselves have to be convinced through their own experience or our buzzword, but it's the best word, intuition. Mm -hmm. So unless they are at that point, I'm not going to be able to convince them. What Mm -hmm. I can do is show up as myself 100% of the time, not living that way, believing those things or, or endorsing those things through my behavior and, and my actions and what I write and who I am and how I show up in the world. But like, we definitely had an experience, my husband and I, um, over break where people that are really close to us and, oh gosh, if they listen to this, hi, I love you. You know, it was you and it's okay. But, um, people are really close to us. We're like, oh, I can't eat that. I'm just going to have this. Cause you know, and like pointed to their bodies and we're like, oh yeah, like we're, we're trying not to eat this. And I was like, okay. And I just let it go. Like I just said, okay, nodded my head and let it go three days later. And in my head, in my head, I was like, we'll see how long this lasts. It's not that I wish anybody ill, no. but actually I wish you well. And, and well is not to diet or eliminate or restrict foods for the sake of manipulating your body. So I was like, this is not going to last, mm-hmm. but okay. And literally three days later, the exact foods that they were like, no way, because uh, I'm watching this and I'm watching that they were scarfing. Yeah. And I saw it. And I just shrugged and didn't say anything until my husband and I got home. We're like, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. You know, but but it's just one of those things where a lot of times we have to let life take its own course for people. There's really not much to do except for to continue being your own person and standing in your own truth. Again, if there are little ears or people you're responsible for or a loved one or a friend who is by way of being lumped in so if someone's talking about fat people and you have a friend who is fat mm-hmm. yeah maybe say something because besides even if you don't have a friend who's fat I'm the sort of person who's like champion for everybody yeah. why are you stigmatizing people you know like yeah. it really bothers me and it's not to say I'm perfect but I try to speak up when I can and if I misspeak myself I try to apologize yeah um but so, but again, like depending on who you're with and who you're around and, and who you're responsible for or to, maybe you say something, but in a lot of times I just don't. And I let life take its own course because it's more peaceful that way for me. You yeah. know, I need to stay in my own lane, clean up my side of the street and be in peace with myself and my life. And so I have to let some of that other stuff go. It's not my business. It's so true. And especially this year, we can all just acknowledge that I didn't even have 
I don't even have a family gathering for Christmas this year. And I feel like with the election cycle, it's probably the best year, if not the only year, to do this. So it's been nice to just like not have to struggle with this is kind of a change of gears, but not really, because we kind of emailed about this, too. We're living in a time. So there are some good things, I feel like that have come out of this election, which sounds kind of crazy. But I feel like, yes, there is a ton of body shaming that was going on. Tons. But there was also a ton of women rising up and being like, excuse me? And then, yeah, exactly. You can't grab my pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But I want to, I just want to bring up this topic because you mentioned it. And I think that it would be really cool to flow on this. But basically the concept that our bodies are always up for discussion and always up for judgment by other people and including, but not limited to men. Um, But having that as a model, as the president is pretty, pretty huge. I feel like it is definitely huge. Um, I know that it didn't get, he didn't get the majority of the young vote whatsoever. So I know that things are changing, obviously, but still we are living in this time where that is still a thing that is still our reality. We are still dealing with people saying things about women's bodies. Um, I guess is the, is the term hypersexualizing hypersexual. Yes. I, I always feel like there's such a fine line for me because like, I want women to embrace their sexiness, you know what I'm like? Do it, show side boob, do it, do it, yeah. do it. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, but also there is this huge industry which women are hypersexualized and are expected to look a specific way. And yeah, I just want to flow on that for a second and just kind yeah. of like. Well, hypersexualizing, I think is the right word because like side boob in and of itself is not hypersexualized what's no. what's hypersexualized about it is what happens next yeah. when when people are like you know having sexual commentary about it and mothers are blocking their children's eyes from seeing it and like it it becomes something that is either too sexy mm-hmm. to be seen like god forbid our breasts are too sexy to be seen in this world like or you know on the other side now they're free game for everyone's commentary just because they're out there. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like, so you show side boob and suddenly everyone gets to talk about it, opine on it, say what they like and don't like about it, say what you should wear and shouldn't wear to accentuate it. Or you show it and you're like a slut and you're too sexual and we have to shield children from it and all this stuff. So Mm -hmm. hypersexualization is the right word, I think, because as women, we're told that we're supposed to, we're simultaneously we're told we need to look a certain way wear a certain amount of makeup please our partners with you know our aesthetics you know how we look and how we dress and show up in the world being a certain weight and a certain size and having a certain style and we're also told at the same time like but don't have your skirt be too short but don't show that much of your cleavage but don't wear too much makeup because those things make you slutty so there's like this there's this very fine line there's these very slim standards that we're supposed to you know walk between in terms of being a woman and for me it's like you do what you want if one person feels best and most feminine and most like a woman whatever that means to her being completely covered you know from head to toe that's great that's beautiful for her and if someone else feels that 
being, you know, exposing more of their skin and more of their body feels right to them and, and most comfortable, then do that. For me, it's about women having autonomy over their own bodies and other people not certainly not having an opinion, but above that, not thinking they have the right to either to touch, take advantage of, engage. You know, we could go off on a whole nother yeah. tangent here, which is rape culture mm-hmm. and how that's so prominent in our in our world. It's always the woman. The woman is again simultaneously responsible to be prude, but also to be pretty mm-hmm. and to be sexually attractive. And it's this very complicated issue where you know, a woman gets taken advantage of and we're telling her she's asking for it Mm -hmm. because of what she wore, how she dressed or how she looked. But at the same time, we make fun of people for like not wearing the right makeup or not having the right outfits or not having this certain style or looking like the people in the magazine. So like, which is it? I think it's really complicated and is why, again, it's so important for women to own their truth, own their femininity, own who they are and and like take up just as much space as any other human in the world with a penis. Yeah. You know, like I love men and I love women. Yeah. And I think that we each can have equal footing in this world um, under the right conditions, you know, and personally when it comes to politics, something that really struck me that I was like, yes, okay, this is what I'll use to empower me. I'm not saying we don't have some things that we may need to counter fight or stand for, in the coming years, but I don't know if you've heard of Ivy Felicia. She's a coach too, and um, she's really amazing. But the day after the election, she made a post that was somewhere, something along the lines of, I hope I don't miss it, mess it up too much. But she said something about like, if you truly believe that one person can take down an entire nation and ruin the future of our nation, then don't you also believe that one person could change it. And why don't you be that person? You know, like it was very empowering of sort of like, if we are going, Oh my gosh, this one person is going to ruin everything. Like, and has that much power. Then one person must also be able to have that much power to change the world positively. So let's do that. You know, instead of getting in fear and, and, and freezing uh, for the next four years or whatever. So, so that was empowering to me and, and particularly as a woman and what that means for us. Yeah, I definitely, I really agree with that. And I love that. And I think that on my own terms, I feel like I, 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 I felt that way. You know, I feel that way. Um, I feel like I was really vocal during the whole election cycle ish, but, um, yeah, I mean, we were also dealing with the miscarriage and everything at the time. So I think I was kind of checking out. I was just like, Mm -hmm. I, this is just a lot. And then my birthday was the next week, but, um, so I missed a lot of really, I think, empowering, messages but I feel like I definitely I mean I agree everyone I I we we can do this whatever it is that we're trying to do we can change we get there's so many there's so many of us and there's only one of him okay and he's backed by a whole party of people that are like making really weird calls and scaring us all and but I just want everybody to recognize that you do the best that you can and speak up for what you believe in and we'll just we'll go from there and we'll change and it it will be a very beautiful experience and just just exist okay we only have one life so just exist in what's gonna happen this next four years maybe it'll be less <laughs> hopefully it's less <laughs> but um i know some people oh my gosh really... how many people are we gonna make mad right now i know i don't know i have no idea probably not that many honestly i don't think anybody's listening to this that's like trump 
Yes. Freedom, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Do, you. do Go, whatever. Whatever. So. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're kind of coming to the end, but I also, there was a question that I really wanted to ask you from the very beginning of one of our emails is that, so your name back to food. Oh. Yeah. Your Instagram name, your name is Lou eats. And yeah. I would love to know a little bit behind why it's called that. Okay, so this is kind of, this actually doesn't really go too far from politics and what we're talking about, cool. to be honest. So the beginning of this show is why it's not Lou Uric. Like my business name is not called Lou Uric mm -hmm. because when you see it written, you don't know how to pronounce it. Oh. When you hear it pronounced, you won't know how to spell it. <laughs> and so I knew that if I was like, yeah, you guys go to louuric.com, people would be like putting, like, there's no Y in my name, everyone. Like, you know, it's not spelled Y-E-R-I-C-K. I'll just yeah. give you that spoiler right now. So people wouldn't know how to find me. So practically, like, thanks to my husband and where I was in my place evolving as, as a female. Because now my daughter, who's nine, is like, why did you even take dad's last name? Like, she she's so why? funny. I'm like, Maybe I wouldn't have. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we would have invented a new one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But anyway... It's just funny, but needless to say, I always tease him about it. So he gave me a name that's very hard either for people to pronounce or people to spell. And so I was like, oh gosh, I am going to, when I create this business, I'm going to, I wanted something simple. So it's Lou Eats. So everything, everywhere you want to find me is L-U-E-A-T-S.com. It's very easy. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows how to spell Eats. And um, so it was practical, but it was also personal and political because I did go through my own season years ago of doing one fitness program and meal plan. Again, like we talked about before with BBG, this is another fitness program that in and of itself isn't a problem, but with the meal plan and with my our disordered thinking about who I needed to be and what kind of body I needed to be in in order to be that person, it became very disordered and I ended up acquiring an eating disorder through through just one diet and one fitness program, but I didn't eat for a while. And then I ate all the things and mm. had binge eating disorder. So, um, so it's personal because I eat now I'm proud of eating, but it's also political because as women, like eating is something, unless it's green and leafy or fruity, or, you know, comes directly from the earth. It's something and that's very shamed for women. Like women don't usually brag about eating or they don't, you know, we do it in secret. We do it quietly. We don't say much about it when we're out in public. You're, you know, there's this, there, all these shoulds around what should be eaten and shouldn't be eaten. It's in all the magazines all the time, these best foods. And then we attach words to them like sinful or, you know, guilty, guilty, guilty pleasure, exactly like mm -hmm. things like that. And so for me to just be like, yeah, it's a really simple two word sentence, Lou eats, but it's political. It's a statement that I'm proud that I'm able to, that I'm confident in eating that I don't need to be ashamed of it and that my clients and the people who come to me don't either. I mean, really it's the least of our worries, but so, yeah, so it was personal and political, but yeah, the practical side of it is no one knows how to spill your egg. <laughs> Boom. I actually, yeah. I was thinking about it because you, whenever you email me that, I was like, huh, I wonder why that is. And then I was thinking <laughs> that it's kind of, I think it's kind of like a cool kind of like a hook I'm like Lou eats because a lot of people are into like what I eat in a day type thing so it's like if you see your name or something 
maybe it would lead someone to go in and actually be like mind blown and then they'll be like what in the world oh wait she doesn't post any recipes or anything like what am i looking at i don't even actually you know i post food sometimes because yeah i mean i love food and i'm proud to eat but i don't really want to talk about it much exactly people like i just don't care that much so it's funny that my name is that but it works. Yeah, no, I totally, I think it's a really cool little, hopefully you do have some people that are like, um, yeah, what does she eat? I wonder what she eats. What does she look like? Let me see what she eats and what she looks like so I can be that person. Um, and, they take a look and then they're like, oh, look at all this inspiration. I'm feeling like I don't ever need to look at that again. Um, <laughs> or go look for that again. Um, I also realized that I'm not going into the round yet, but I don't have my quick fire questions with me, but I wanted to come up with new ones anyway. So maybe we'll just, I'll think of something, but I want you to tell everyone how they can work with you and where to find you. Okay. Yes. So loueats.com is my website and you can find most of my social media handles there as well. I'm active on Instagram every day. It's kind of my favorite place to be. Yes. And that's at, Lou eats and then spell out.com. So L U E A T S D O T C O M, Lou eats.com. And Facebook, I have the online Facebook community I yeah. talked about, Untamed, which people can join if they want to. They just go to facebook.com slash groups, I am Untamed, and ask to join and I will let you. And yeah, so that's where people can find me. How they can work with me is just reach out, touch base. Right now, like I said, my joy and where I feel like I have tons of success with my clients and and have been so passionate about seeing them change and grow and and be free is with the one-on-one coaching so I do have a few spots available in the in the coming month or so for people to to sign on and and you can learn more about that on my website under coaching but that's really what I'm doing now I I let the cat out of the bag with Carson that I too am hoping to start a podcast so we'll see where that goes but I and and the point of that would be to just interview a bunch of badass amazing women doing awesome things in this world sort of uh, touching on a lot of the things that we talked about before where they're really showing up Mm -hmm. owning who they are and making a difference in the world through that I think that I would absolutely listen to your podcast. You're so well-spoken. Everything you said, you were just like, boom, boom, boom. And I was just loving it. You're very just, I don't know. You're just, it's perfect. I love it. I love it. Sometimes I just get caught up in how I'm saying things and then I lose what I'm even saying. I'm just like, uh, actually, I don't remember the question. Um, but okay. So thinking of my quick fire questions, we're going to head into that round. So I'm just going to use the ones from last season. Um, so what are three things you've accomplished this week? And they don't have to be big. Actually, the smaller and the smaller ones end up being a little bit more significant. And it could be three things you accomplished today. Oh, gosh, today. It doesn't have to be. It can be <laughs> today this week. It feels like a whirlwind. But three things I accomplished this week. Well, I spoke to a local group of women this week mm. about um, about anti-diet and body positivity and that was a little crazy because they didn't all hire me personally and invite me into their world one person did so it was was interesting being in an audience that didn't come seeking me and just like blasting everybody with stuff they may not be ready for you know like we talked about and uh and being okay with that so that was one thing I did that that was super joyful the other thing I I did was start putting pieces together and continue to work towards producing a podcast because Carson, I hand it all to you. It is not super easy. There is a lot, there is a lot that goes into it and I'm just learning the ropes. So 
that was something else I did. And the other thing that I did that's always very, very fun is went back, had my first hip hop class of, of 2017. So my husband and I go to a hip hop fitness class here locally where we live in Pennsylvania that we love so and uh, our friend owns the studio and it's, it's just really great. It's, it's a great place and we love it. And so last night was our first class and I was just like all joyful the rest of the evening. And even this morning, I was still on that dancer's high. Yeah. I love it. I'm, that's like what booty gives me, honestly. And I just put music. It's really hilarious that you said that you said <laughs> you said that because even last night, just Colin, I had to, I dropped him off doing something. And I, when he got out of the car, my phone, he was like, plug in your phone, play some music. And I really wanted to listen to a podcast. But Lady Gaga came on. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here I go. Here I go. And I was just like, really? It's just like this bug. I have this dancing bug right now, you guys. And it is like such an intuitive thing for me right now. And I feel like I've this past year, I've like gone into exercise and been like all about, you know, sculpting and this stuff. And I know that sounds just so shitty because we're talking about so much body positive stuff. And I always do. But like we were saying, we're not perfect. And sometimes you're just like damn, I really just want to tone. I want to tone myself. And then you're like, no, I don't really care. I mean, I don't care right now, like at all. And it's just like I had was having those thoughts and I was really struggling with even working out. So I just stopped working out entirely for like, I don't know, four months. I was like walking and doing some yoga, but working out just stopped. And I haven't really worked out since, if that makes sense. I'm quoting guys. I'm sorry, we're on video, so you can't see that. <laughs> air quotes working out <laughs> I just I just like to dance you know and that's just for fun um Me okay. too. it's so good right I I, yeah. I think everybody should give it just a little try just a little try you can wear headphones it's not it's totally a really I feel like for me personally it's just a really amazing way to get in touch with my sensuality which sounds weird and you don't even have to do like body rolls and hip rolls but just to like feel alive and awake and blood pumping through your body and the just how fluid you can be. And even if you're awkward, it's still fun. Like there's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, even babies dance. That's the thing about dancing is that we dance from such a young age. It's almost just like programmed into us, you know? So, um, anyway. Okay. So let me just ask. Okay. So I don't have them in front of me, but what is something that your inner critic has or still says to you? And what can you say back? Hmm. Oh gosh, my inner critic. I'm trying to think. I'm just gonna like pick the most recent thing. Right? So where did where did she show up? Maybe even today. You know, to be honest, I don't know how many of your listeners will be able to relate to this or not. But to be honest, a lot of time my inner critic comes up in parenting, in motherhood. I think that that it comes up a lot for me there because I am an entrepreneur. I have a awesome amazing marriage and relationship with my husband that we still consider really sacred and so like last night we went to hip-hop class my kids mm -hmm. did not come with us you know and I have have friends and, and a social network too that I enjoy and I love 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 being a mother but it's not only like I'm not only identified as a mother I don't mm -hmm. want to only be identified as a mother I don't think that that would be fair to my children to put that much responsibility on them to define me but I will say that still because of the way that uh, motherhood and parenting has become this Pinterest, like very best, like mom pageant, you know, have to do everything right sort of 
idea again another responsibility placed on women to show up in a certain way that is where the inner critic still comes up for me I don't know if it's just the area that I live in it's it's pretty conservative Mm -hmm. and so a lot of there's a lot of stay-at-home homeschooling mothers who I love I have great friends who stay at home and homeschool and it's their passion and they do it beautifully and wonderfully and have never once you know shamed me for doing otherwise but I will say internally, I think it still comes up of like, well, should I be doing this and not that? Should I be spending time with clients at this time when someone else is coming to maybe watch my kids or the kids are with dad and not with me or whatever? Yeah. And so that inner critic coming up about that is probably where she arises the most. And honestly, I just need to remind myself that being the best me I can be and fully expressing all areas of interest and love for me helps me to be a great mom but it also sets the stage for both my daughters and my son to honor and respect the many facets of women and that's a gift I want to give them and so that's kind of how I pull myself out of that yeah okay well that's beautiful I love that okay so for the final question I know I have a billion but I don't even have them I don't even have them I want to be more creative with them so I'm just gonna ask what do you want to see more of in 2017? What do I want to see more of in 2017? Well, I will say, so this is kind of easy for me because I always have three words for myself uh, for 2017 and my three words this year, well, or some words, last year it was only two, but this year the words were love, rise, and simplicity or simplify. So uh, I want to see more of all those things. I want to act towards myself and towards others from this place of love all the time. So even people who, you know, are, are, fitness and nutrition personalities like Kayla and other people who are selling diets and selling meal plans. Like I want to be able to operate from a place of love with them or people that we talked about that might not be in the same place with us Mm -hmm. in terms of body positivity or, or, um, or dieting and things like that. So trying to come from a place of love, still being honest, still sharing my truth in the world, but from a place of love, I think is important and loving myself as well. And then rising just means for me to always Uh, to to just step up. So whether it's step up to the plate or up level in terms of maybe elevating a food experience that I have elevating, you know, the way that I show up in the world with my husband or with my children or with my friends, or even alone, like stepping up my alone time and and the sacred time I have with myself. Uh, So those sort of things, but always, no matter what, just rising Um, and simplicity just just cutting out the non-essentials. I've been trying to do that so far already this very first week of January and it feels really good and I just want to keep that up. That's amazing. I I would like to do that as well. I think that I've been subconsciously doing that, just like listening to my intuition. So like I feel like I've been in like a coma with my intuition lately in a good way, like just like I haven't even had time for bullshit. I was just like, "Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. I've just been doing me." <laughs> yeah. Know? Um okay, well Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, that's it. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you want to hear more of on the podcast. I've been getting a lot of questions regarding food, body image, balance, things like that, and how to balance both wanting to nourish your body with healthful foods, but also not wanting to feel restrictive. Yeah, I know it's hard, but it's actually not. (laughs) Whenever you listen to the words of these coaches, these are free amazing this is free amazing content and you can work with these women it's absolutely possible so don't forget to go check lou out i'm gonna have isabel fox and duke on the blog and i'm freaking out 
Did I say blog? I meant podcast on both. She's going to be on both and that's going to be amazing as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, like I said, let me know if there's anything you want to hear from me or from our guests. I'm also going to be speaking with Busy Gold, the founder of Booty Yoga very, very soon. I know you guys have a lot of questions about that. Um, so send me any questions you have for her. Anything else you want to hear? Like I said, let me know. Please leave me a review on iTunes. Um, I think you may have to do it on your computer, but the more reviews you leave, the higher we get up on the rankings and the more people can hear these incredible messages about women. So I love you guys. I love you so much. And um, I'm so happy to be doing this again. I'm really happy to be meeting all these women. Super cool. Love you.